My name's Amy Seifert, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about choices to become fully alive. And I am not Dr. Michael Brown, as you can see, but I'm really excited to be here interviewing my friend, Barb. She's a speaker and author, and we are talking about worry and how it solves nothing. And she gives some tips, some thoughts, some great stories. You guys are going to tune in and love it. So just enjoy the episode today. Barb, I'm so glad to have you on today. It's so fun. <laughs> this is so fun. I mean, we get to sit, talk. We're both clean dressed. <laughs> We're showered. It's nice, right? For show. For show. Listen, let's talk about, I mean, we could talk about a million things today as, you know, as we could, but give us our three words that I'm excited to hear about from you. So today's my three words. Yeah. Mine are worrying solves nothing. Listen, I mean, we need to talk about this because when I first hear it, I'm like, I sometimes think worrying solves everything, right? <laughs> like, Yes, because in your brain, as long as you're thinking about it, yes. it feels like something productive is happening. Yes. Well, some measure of control, but that's elusive. <laughs> it, it is, but it's also, it's very enticing. Ooh, it's tell enticing. me more. Yes. Because if we keep churning it over and over again, yes. and there's this idea of if we keep thinking about it long enough, we feel like there's the answer, or we feel like we'll be able to fix it, or we feel like we'll at least be able to keep it from sliding into a ditch. Yes. Yes. But you just said it solves nothing. I know. I know that like <laughs> that may have ruined someone's day, but the, I think the nothing sounds harsh. Yeah. Yes. But really the nothing is, it doesn't bring us to the place where we ultimately wanted to be that made us start worrying in the first place. Oh man, that's a good word. Absolutely. Because I do think just what you're saying, when I'm worrying, I'm thinking it's getting me somewhere. Well, yeah. Further down the ditch or, you know, not in the direction that I need. For, for sure. It's like if um, I am directionally challenged, even with GPS, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so, so bad. And so it's like turning when the GPS directions tell you to turn, but then you see the little arrow where your car is going the other direction. Yes. And the GPS is indicating the one way. And then all of a sudden I look and I go, oh, that's the wrong left. <laughs> My other left. My other left. And that's kind of like what worrying feels like. Yes. It, you think that you're going in the right direction, but then the little arrow is actually going the wrong way. So you're actually moving. You're actually going somewhere. Okay. You're just not getting where you want to ultimately need to, where you need to be. Yes. Okay. Can you, is there something that you've been worrying about recently that you like could give us some examples of what this <laughs> looks like <laughs> and what to do and what not to do? I would love to hear. Well, you know what? It's for me, uh, in our world today, we have so much data that comes at us. So much. And uh, so last week, I happened to be online and I came across a piece of data that actually kind of set me on my heels. And so uh, um, I was married for 26 years and uh, the marriage ended. That wasn't what I thought where I would be in life. 
And I came across a piece of data. It was from the census that uh, only 13.7% of African-American women are married. And I hadn't settled for myself whether or not I wanted to be married again. But when I saw that number, all of a sudden I looked at that number and thought, well, that actually may not actually be a statistical option for me. Oh, my. And so then all of a sudden I had these, I call it worry flicks. Ooh. Yeah, I call it worry flicks. A little play on Netflix. A little play on Come Netflix. on, let's go, Barb. That's good. So you know when you're watching Netflix, you yes. get to the end of an episode and what happens? Next one. Right. And so when you're worrying, it's not like you get to the end of a worry and your brain goes, oh, we're out. I'm done now. I'm done now. <laughs> so worry flicks is when our mind continuously loads these worst case, these negative mental yes. movies. And so I saw that data and I thought about my age, where I'm at in life. And, and I just, there was this, this worry flick subscription that was like, we've got 32 seasons of 28 episodes waiting for you of what life of being unwanted, unmarried Mm. and alone is going to look like. Do you want to start with episode one, season one? Oh my God. And I just remember staying there. And I know that, uh, I know that there are so many who, particularly when it comes to, will there be someone that I'll spend my life with that, uh, there can be endless seasons of worrying and wondering what that would look like. Oh my gosh. That is an amazing visual, a helpful reality. And so true of this night. How did you not, or maybe you did <laughs> go down that path of worry flicks? Well, so I didn't go down the path, um, but there was a moment where I just had to be real about it and go, oh, "Oh, that's going to be challenging. But for the last few months, uh, I needed to focus on, uh, there's one verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, Mm -hmm. and it has five promises in it. And that one verse is a reminder that God sees all, he's always present, and he has the control to handle things. That his plan, his big picture for me isn't about what I do. It's not about my relationship status. It is not about what I accomplish, but it is about his picture and how I fit into it. Mm-hmm. And then it's not for disaster. I don't need to live in worry flicks. I don't need to fear that God's going to drop the ball. Then it's about that he's going to give me a future, that there is a legacy, that I was created to make a difference. And the last part is hope Mm. that I always have him to hold on to. And so I had to, in that moment, in order to not watch all 32 seasons of worry flicks about me being alone with 10 cats. (laughs) Do you have one? How many? I I have zero. Okay. 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 I have a dog that, yeah, I have a dog that lives (laughs) up the street. Okay. And, but I had to ruthlessly choose to believe those promises were true for me. Yes. And it required a lot of intentionality. Yes. So you had to stop right there, wherever you were, and switch what you were thinking on and think on something else. These five promises. Because when we talk about this idea of worrying solves nothing. Yeah. What empowers us is that we always get to think about what we're thinking. Mm, I love that. We always have the power to do that. Now, I do want to say there are sometimes some biological issues in a long land long ago. 
Uh, I used to be in pharmaceutical sales and I used to sell an antidepressant. There are sometimes biological issues that make it difficult for our brains to hormonally support healthy thinking. So we need to get that support if we need to, and we need to not be ashamed. I have that support. In Jesus name. Amen. <laughs> M- amen. Amen. Yes. But outside of that, we are empowered that we get to think about what we're thinking. And so for me, I consciously choose to train myself Mm. each day to think about who God is and what he has promised and how do I live in that big picture? Not put myself in the center of the big picture, but how do I live in God's big picture? Because that is where life and peace and hope are at. I love that. I love that you said the word train. Yes. Because I'm thinking about if I want to finish a half marathon. There's no finishing without training. There's no getting there. I mean, I could, it would be a hard, hot mess, but this, <laughs> this idea of training to really grab a hold of the promises and think differently. The, the training is for all of us. It's difficult because none of us love to train. You and I both ran. We were both, right. you were long distance. I didn't have the guts for that. <laughs> um, I was short distance, mm-hmm. but we hate training. But what we do want is we want to all perform well. Yes. Uh, for me, there was another season of life when I, because uh, the way statistics, they tell us that worrying is highest in the morning, first thing in the morning. Okay. And it is also highest late at night. Yeah. Those are the two times when people statistically worry most. Mm-hmm. I had a particular situation in my household where first thing in the morning, I was going to be confronted with a circumstance I was completely out of control around. So I had to stop and think and go, how do I train my brain? so that I do not destroy my mental health every day. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you want to support this podcast, just subscribe or tell a friend about it. So the training looked like writing down five promises of God on a note card Mm -hmm. laid by my bed. So when I woke up in the morning, I called it the God morning technique. So instead of good morning, I called it God morning. Listen, let's go. Yep. I'd grab that card before I turned my brain on, before I thought about what I had to do, where I had to go, who I had to see, yes. what was what was about to show up at my house. And I would read those. And it wasn't the promises of God that made the difference. But what made the difference was every morning I trained my brain to shift away from what I was looking at and shift my eyes to who God was and to how his sovereign power was going to help me walk in peace. And I had to do that each day. And the more that I did it, the more that I recognized how I was able to walk in peace, it didn't make life easier, but it made life more peaceful. Mm, That's a good word. Because life was still hard, is still hard, but peace in the middle of that. I love that practice, really tangible before you're able to start ruminating Very much so. on whatever's coming your way. I mean, you're not even fully awake yet, but the first thing you put yeah. there is Very some truth, so. right? Well, how many of us, before we even wake up in the morning, there's just that creeping sense within us. Oh. And you may not even have a translated thought in your mind, but your body, as the book says, your body keeps score. Yeah, absolutely. And so your body, as you start to come to consciousness, your body is feeling the anxiety and the tension. And yeah. so before I 
connected my brain to what my body was feeling. Right. I needed to put something in the middle of that because when we talk about peace, we're not just talking about happiness, but we are actually talking about wellness within us. Mm. How many bad mistakes are we making in life in order to create our own peace? Right. Well, if you got 99 problems, the last thing you need to do is to add another 99. Right. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> right. And yes. so this was for me, peace became, it became the road to which I knew mm. that I could walk and survive. Mm. It was about survival yeah. and peace was one of survival's tools for yes. me. Yes. Yes. Which makes me think of the greater idea of peace being shalom, wholeness, yes, right? This bigger, you know, integration yeah. of, you know, of our, ourselves. I love yeah. that. Yep. And that, that beauty, I just keep thinking, you just, you gave us such a great gift of a practical thing we can do. Yeah. And even just thinking about in the morning and the evening. Yes. I, I feel like when I lay my head down at night, it is just going. It's on, going. isn't it's it? It's on. It so is I might need on. a night, a night, Cue, a night reminder, you know? So what I tell people to do, yeah. um, if you don't want to put it by your card by your bed, I tell everyone to put it in your bathroom, tape it to your bathroom mirror because everyone should brush their teeth twice a day. Right. Like, I believe that. It's not <laughs> that in is. the Bible. <laughs> I mean, it could be that thou right. shalt brush your teeth. But what I did during some of that season as well was I stood and I brushed my teeth and you should brush your teeth for two minutes. And so I would read through the promises of God in the morning. And then when I brushed my teeth at night, so that before I laid my head down and what I can tell folks is if you do this, we had, we had a a decade long alcohol addiction crisis in our home. Mm. And that practice is what allowed me to sleep at night. And there were years when I didn't have that practice and I was exhausted and we're exhausted. We snap at people. We make bad decisions. We eat too much. We buy everything on Amazon. (laughs) All the things. But again, it didn't, that practice, it didn't make my life easy, Yeah, but it made my life peaceful. I love that. I love that. I mean, that's like teeth brushing truth. Teeth brushing truth. That's what we need. It's <laughs> fabulous. Oh, Barb, this is such a great conversation. I'm so, I mean, I'm sure we could talk for hours <laughs> about how to, how to stop worrying or what this looks like, but you gave us some really great gems. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this, this thought here? You know what? The only thing that I will say is that um, at the core of everything, when we talk about worrying solves nothing, that uh, the very first message that I want to be known is that we are seen and loved. Mm. And so before, before we, I mean, there's all the practical tips and everything in the world. Um, but the very first leading into all of that is that every single one of us are seen and unconditionally loved. That, I mean, I just, when you said it, I breathed in and out. Um, peace peace. That's beautiful. Thank you for that word, Barb. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.